The first paragraph that I want to talk about is on page 165, and it is the first paragraph on that page. As early as 1933, a researcher named Herbert Bloomer found that 93% of the children in his sample reported having experienced fright caused by a movie. In a classic study of this, The Effects of Television, published in 1958, another researcher, Hilda Hemingway, found that one-third of the children in her study reported having been frightened by something seen on television. More recent data reveal that about 75% of elementary school children report fright from something seen in a movie or TV program. In interviews about TV and children, parents often express concern about children's fright reactions. They frequently report that their children suffer nightmares as a result of watching frightening programs. Interviews with children confirm that this topic is an important one. In one study conducted in 1983 by researchers Palmer, Hockett, and Dean, more than one-third of the children interviewed reported that they were specific scenes or programs that they were sorry they had seen. Fortunately, the research goes beyond the documentation of this prevalence of these responses and offers some explanation and understanding of what is happening. One of the most important findings to emerge from this research is that the media content that frightens children varies, depending on what age of the child. So this was really interesting to me because when I was younger, I think I was in probably sixth grade, I watched um, Paranormal Activity for the first time, and it really, really scared me. Like, I was terrified for a really long time. Um, So that definitely affected me, and I really hated scary movies for a long time after that, but then now I really like them, and they're probably my favorite movie genre. But it really goes to show, like, I have personal experience, like, this stuff can be really traumatizing to kids, and so you do have to be careful, you know, what you're talking about, because we're kind of desensitized to it, because we see it all the time, but kids aren't really that way. The next paragraph that I wanted to talk about um, is just on page 166, and it is um, just the second paragraph down. Upon viewing a scene from a movie about a child kidnapping, children at 8 or 9 years of age may understand that kidnappings are real and could actually happen. They may also fail to comprehend that the probability of a kidnapping occurring in their neighborhood is low. At the same time, they may realize all too well that kidnappings are serious business and potentially life-threatening. This combination of ingredients makes it particularly likely that the older children will react with emotional distress to this sort of media depiction. For an older child, this kind of depiction has much more fright potential than the Wicked Queen in Snow White. The older child simply writes off the queen as pretend or impossible. In contrast, young children who tend to operate at the perceptual level may find the Wicked Queen far more disturbing than the kidnapping movie. To them, the real possibility of a kidnapping is simply beyond their comprehension. And if the movie never actually showed physical injury, the young children would probably not react strongly to the content. So I thought that this was really interesting about how children of different ages react to different media differently. So since children are looking at things in a certain way, they are going to find like witches and kind of fantasy things a little bit scarier, while older children are going to find things that can actually happen. Um, And I used to watch Taken and all those kind of kidnapping movies, and they were really good. I mean, I like the movies, but... I haven't really thought about it before, but they really did instill, like, a fear of being kidnapped. Um, you know, they were all, all of course, mostly women that were kidnapped and um, young women. And I watched this, you know, in middle school. Um, so 
it just really, it really did instill a fear in me of being kidnapped. And honestly, I have, you know, every, a lot of people still have that fear and, and it just kind of gets real when you start to see it happening around you. The last paragraph that I wanted to talk about is on page 178. The dynamics of excitation transfer that may take place in a scary movie are similar to what may happen during a roller coaster ride. A person may not actually enjoy the feeling that results from thinking about the possibility that the coaster will fall from the track and plunge the riders to their deaths. But after the ride is over, the arousal generated during the terror transfers to feelings of relief and creates kind of a euphoria. There is also solid evidence for the process of excitation transfer while people are viewing films. And so, it may be that people don't really like feeling scared, but they do like the feeling of euphoria that follows. As in the case of roller coasters, not everyone experiences scary movies the same way. For some, the terror of the ride outweighs any feeling of relief that follow. But for others, the transfer of arousal to a feeling of relief provides an experience that outweighs the terror. Of great interest to researchers is the fact that there is a relationship between the enjoyment of scary movies and the tendency to enjoy roller coasters. People who enjoy one also tend to report that they enjoy the other. Um, so I do like scary movies, but I'm not a big roller coaster person. I don't hate them, but they're just not my favorite thing. But I do really understand that correlation between, you know, getting really worked up and getting your adrenaline pumping and then having that kind of euphoria at the end of that. And that kind of explains a lot of people who you would say were adrenaline junkies where, you know, they kind of uh, do these crazy things um, like skydiving and bungee jumping and a lot of people would be freaked out by that but um, they obviously uh, enjoy the euphoria more than they're scared of it.